party people. Well, welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, I am joined by Melissa Lusk for a game of Edge of the Galaxy. Edge of the Galaxy is a sci-fi exploration game about a crew of adventurers embarking from their home to a distant, distant planet and discovering the changes and challenges they face along the way. It is a beautiful, beautiful game. I am such a fan of it. Published by UFO Press, it is part of Transmission Burst Volume 1, a collection of the first year of microgames from the UFO Press Patreon. This collection of games is incredible. They are also evocative and fun and interesting. And also UFO Press just makes really dope shit and cool games. And like, I am such a fan of their work. You should absolutely go to ufo-mina.itch.io, that's ufo-mina.itch.io, pick up your own copy of Transmission Burst. Uh, it's a great game. It's a great collection of games. Edge of the Galaxy is wonderful. We had so much fun playing it, and I cannot wait for you to hear the game that we played. As always, you can find more information in the show notes. Melissa is a songwriter, musician, voice actor, and one of the cast members on Land Whale Murders a Gilded Age satire audio drama podcast of birders, murders, and a missing whale. Landwell Murders is a comedy madcap podcast following the adventures of gallant scientists as a battle evil in Gilded Age New York. And before we dive in, thank you to Neronin and Ravi Kakad for your support on Patreon. Patreon backers get early access to episodes and unedited audio of episodes and, I don't know, all the other kinds of cool stuff. Uh, you can find more information about that at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. Thank you both so much for your support. It really does mean the world. You can find more information about the show at landwhalepod.com or check the show notes for more information. And with all that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. Uh, this week, I am beyond excited to be sitting down with Melissa Lusk. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure, Jeff. So, real quick at the top of the show, before we dive into our game, why don't you take a moment to let the lovely listeners at home know about anything you've got going on that you might want them to know about? Absolutely. I would love to. Uh, before I do that, I didn't tell Jeff I was going to do this, but I am a huge fan of the Party of One podcast. I'm a real stan of this show, so it's like... I'm, I'm geeking out over here a little bit. But aside that, I would I'm, like to tell I'm, the listeners. I'm tickled. <laughs> I am genuinely tickled. <laughs> no, for real. Like after I, after, you know, we were introduced and I, we, we scheduled a date, I just started listening back to the show and it's been delightful. And I've learned about so many cool games and I listened to the, my little pony show most recently. Um, holy moly, what a ride. You mean the one with uh, Butterfly by Crazy Town? Butterfly by Crazy Town. The and your your knowledge of off-brand sodas is uh, is phenomenal. I really enjoyed that. Uh, well, you know when 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 you when you when you grow up in a certain in a certain place and you you really come <laughs> to know your off-brand sodas. Yeah, I was like, I got to the point where I was like, I could go for champagne cola. Like, yeah. Right now, I'm kind of feeling it. Frankly, I could. Yeah, I would drink, I would knock one back right now. Uh, yeah, but anyway, Party of One podcast, you're so smart for listening to it right now, and I hope that this is a good show. I I think it's going to be. I think this is good. I think it's going to be good. 
Yeah. Uh, so I am uh, the uh, official spokesbeing for a podcast called The Land Whale Murders, uh, which is a Gilded Age comedic alternate history podcast about murders, birders, and a missing whale. Um, I don't actually do much in this podcast. It is very scripted. It is about all the things I just said. Uh, mostly, I just like say a little thing at the end, and then I also play some very small characters, but they're very important to me. One is a swordfish. One is a baby. One is a, an old woman who can't stop farting. And uh, it's going to be running through April. It plays every other Wednesday or it releases every other Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. So I hope that uh, you'll check out the Land Whale Murders podcast. I mean, really, what else? Whale baby, whale baby farting lady, I feel like is really like, that's it. What, what more do you need in a given day, frankly? It's yeah, no, it's it's a uh, it's a it's a square meal of uh, of entertainment. That's that's it. Like that's that's the trio. Frankly, that's our, so I'm scrapping everything that, and we're just going to play. We're going to play a game with those three characters and we'll just have a, exactly as good a time, frankly. Yeah, I mean, listen, we could try. There's a lot of flexibility in this game. I'll play a farting lady. We'll make it work. Um Speaking of games, though, um, we are playing this week Edge of the Galaxy, which is by UFO Press. It's part of their Transmission Burst Volume 1 uh, micro game collection. This is a game inspired by the game uh, Fall of Magic. We are going to play a starship crew on a mission. Uh, I'm going to read the description from the game. We are a starship crew on a long journey to the galaxy's edge. Our characters will start simple and develop in play. Uh, we are going to create some characters and we are going to go from... Uh, Port Dantalian, all the way to the edge of the galaxy itself, the planet Eshfortarn. And uh, we're going to go on a little bit of adventure and see how our characters change along the way. Uh, but to do that, we need to make some characters. Heck yeah, we do. So, uh, to make our characters in Edge of the Galaxy are pretty simple. We are going to choose a trait for our, our crew member. We have a few different options, and then we're going to pick a name. Uh, and then as a group, we will choose the ship that we are on. Those traits in order, you can choose to be a refugee, ace pilot, or algae chef of the Nomad Flotilla, an Aristo, an escaped clone, or a merchant captain of the Elysium, uh, an engineer, a worker bug, or preacher of the for of Forge World Cracks, a starseer, AI tech, or void fish of the Shailene Institute, or a brawler, doctor, or artist of Port Dantalian. Does one of those uh, home worlds and or character types really jump out to you? It's got to be the LG chef. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a good, it's a good character description, right? Like that's just a good, it's got a good energy to it. A hundred percent. And like, listen, I, I'm a full supporter of replicators, but I like that this chef doesn't do that. You know, we're not doing replicators, we're doing algae. <laughs> I love it. I love it a lot. I lo I mean, what I and so let me ask you immediately. I have a question for you. I have kind of a, an immediate character question for you. Is it is it algae by necessity, right? Like, are you a master of making food out of the thing that is most available for survival purposes? Or is it algae? Is, is it algae by choice? Is this the art form that you are working with? Is this your is this your canvas with which you will make a masterpiece? All right, I got to talk to you about The Octonauts, which is a children's program available on Netflix. Uh, basically, it's a bunch of like t 
tiny like creatures. There's a polar bear. There's a dog. There's a penguin, and they're like it's like it's like Star Trek for babies under the ocean. Like the captain is a polar bear who is not not doing a Jean Luc Picard accent. Love it. Um, but anyway, they have these like pet companion people called the Vegimals who are half vegetable, half fish. And they do all the cooking in like a, there's like a little bit of a caste system that's never really addressed in the Octopod. Um, but anyway, they cook everything out of kelp and they can make whatever you want out of kelp. Like they, they're like master pastry chefs of kelp. And so I feel like the algae chef is kind of working off that vibe of like, like she knows everything's made out of algae, but like maybe everyone else doesn't. Like she's got her secrets, you know? Mm-hmm. But it is. It's algae. I love it. I love it a lot. Um, as for the character that I want to play, I love the algae chef. I think I would like to play. There's a few options that are fun. I'm leaning towards a worker bug of Forge World cracks immediate. Like there's 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 a there's a joy in that as as a space traveler that is a worker bug, and yeah. I specifically envision it as. So I played a lot of I played when I was when I was of a certain age and this is going to date me and I'm going to to allow myself to be dated here. I played a lot of StarCraft when I was of a certain age and the idea of those big insectoid transport ships is very cool to me. Yeah. And I love the idea that it might not be the ship that we're flying, but I do love the idea of like the sort of uh, almost Maybe it's not like maybe I'm not connected to one of those, but I'm sort of a like a almost a pilot fish is kind of an energy that I I appreciate. Oh or, sure. Uh, or or I I I I yeah. Or maybe it's that I'm I'm like maybe it's that like the sh- the the like a bug lands on a planet and like we're I'm just like a because like I get a construction vibe from the phrase worker bug and uh-huh. that's kind of I. I don't know why Bruce Springsteen is a bug is the pitch in my head, but that's the one I kind of have to go with. I kind of have to represent New Jersey in my heart and kind of say, this is a bug, but it's also Bruce. Like if Bruce Springsteen were to to voice a sci-fi bug. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe that I get. It's a little bit ants. (laughs) Yeah. So you're like, you're like a worker bug folk hero. That, that rips like that immediately rips and that feels good. The phrase worker bug folk hero feels great, and I kind of love that. Yeah. Oh, I'm all about this. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Uh, dope. So now we're going to pick a name. We've got some names uh, here. We've got Nora, Quill, Glix, Logan, Jasp, Rowan, Bo, Nebula, Candor, Koron, Wit, Fug, Black, Hinda, Lee, Clip, or Pax. Um, I want to be... God, Nebula as a stage name is very good, is the thing. It is very good. And the idea that I am a specifically a folk hero, like a mm-hmm. a worker bug turned a worker bug turned poet is very good. <laughs> yeah. Like a worker bug turned beat poet is very compelling. <laughs> yeah, you just you just write your experience. It resonates yeah. with so many bugs. I'm I'm telling my story. I'm telling my story. Uh <laughs> that's that rips so nebula nebula worker bug of cracks is my character amazing um i think i'm gonna go for jasp 
algae chef of the Nomad Flotilla. Love it. Absolutely love it. And so now we are going to uh, pick one of these names or make up one of our own for our ship. Uh, We are going to... Oh, oh, we have to pick a token for our ship. That's different. Uh, I'll talk about that in a moment. But now we're going to, as a group, choose our ship. Are we on board the Polaris, a rapid but cramped transport ship? The Durandal, a rugged but infamous pirate hunter? Or the Curmudgeon, a hulking but ponderous cargo ship? You know, I've been looking at these three, and I have... They're all really good. But I feel like infamous is is good for you, you know? That does feel good. Yeah. I think I, I like that a lot. I, I like that because it immediately, like, I'm, I'm learning a little bit about this character, which is kind of one of the points of the game is we're going to get to know these characters as we go. And Nebula as not just a, like, Nebula as not just a poet, not just a performer, but like a, um, like a protest singer. Yes. Like a Bob Dylan or yes. a, or a Woody Guthrie, like, kicks absolute ass. Absolutely. Uh, that that uh, that that kicks so much ass and that's kind of the energy that i get like on board the durandal is like i'm flying this from port to port and i'm helping you know work and i'm i'm sharing the story of the working class people so that we can carve out a section of our life against kind of against the wealthy and powerful because even in the distant future the bad guy is capitalism Oh, yeah, the bad guy's always capitalism. Uh, I feel like Jeff's motives for being on the Pirate Hunter are, like, a little different. Like, there's a little bit of, uh, because of the notoriety, there's a little bit more access to uh, ingredients that may not be available to others. Mm-hmm. Everything's made out of algae, but, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of space saffron. Times are lean. Yeah. So it's like the she like she is like <laughs> Nebula is just like trying to spread the good word and Jasper is trying to hoard the spice. I love it. That's a good <laughs> that's a good pairing. And I like that. I like that both of us are kind of on this like pirate hunter ship specifically kind of out of happenstance, Yeah. which gives me the vibe that like there is an entire like what the vibe I get is that there is an entire like Guardians of the Galaxy or uh Star Trek or like Han Solo style crew that is taking jobs. Yeah. And we are just delightful side characters that have ended up on the ship for maybe a few episodes, maybe the whole show. Like we are not doing like we are not part of the cool, the cool like explosions and starship chases that are happening. But like, but I appreciate that we're on the ship that is that those things are happening upon. Totally. You know who got coming to mind was Keiko from The Next Generation, where, like, she's in, like, five episodes, and you know she works on that ship and is, like, you know, she's been there the whole time, but you don't meet her till, like, season four. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, like, I was I was thinking about her. I like that. I'm excited. Th- th- these are a good pairing of characters to bounce around with, and I'm excited to get to know them further. Hell yeah. So, so now I'm going to explain a little bit about how the game works. We have... A, a map in front of us. Uh, we have accepted a job to travel from, board, uh, from Port Dantalian to the outer world, uh, the edge of the galaxy planet of Eshfor Tarn. We will find yeah. out what that job is as we go. We will find out about like the journey we take along the way. And as that happens, we will take on traits. We will, we will grow and change as characters. Um, and we will do that by moving our characters along this map. If we were playing this in person, we would have the map in front of us and we would have tokens on each of our 
on each of our uh, our locations, and that would tell us the traits that we're doing in the scenes that we're playing. Because we're recording this as a podcast, and this is the this is the written record of our thing. We'll just say them out loud each time we get to one of our locations. And the way that will work is uh, we start at Port Dantalian. Uh, at the start of each of our turn, on our turn, we will pick a scene at the port and put our token on it. Describe what your character sees and experiences, what's going on, and what they're doing there. Each scene has a story prompt, an element that the scene has to include, however you choose to interpret it. There are some special kind of scenes that we'll describe as we as we get into them, things that will give us traits, things that will change traits, and things that traits may, in fact, uh like chal like we can we can resolve if uh like like challenges that may be presented, but we'll kind of uh, uh describe those as we go. So for now. So for now, we're going to arrive at Port Dantalian. This is where we are preparing to leave. Um, I'm going to ask you, um, if with for each of these, uh, for each of these locations, I think what I'd like for each of us to do is start by like describing what we envision as a part of like uh, a part of the overall uh, vision, and then we'll choose where our characters uh, are located. They can be in the same scene, they can be in different scenes, and if they're in different scenes, the other player will just play the other characters that we're interacting with as we do our thing in each location. Sounds great. Cool. So what's the first thing that comes to mind when you picture uh, Port Dantalian? Uh, Port Dantalian is definitely the like, the, like the, you get the shot. This is like the, this is like a Star Wars city. Like everything is like gold and bronze and everything's like a dome. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's clean and diverse and like, Fancy, but also, you know, shady. It's it's a big city. It's a big city. I I think that the thing that I I see, I think the thing I, I see in my head is very specifically, um, it is big city, right? And what I envision is we see, like, we get the big zoom in shot, and that is like big shining golden domes and bronze and metal and bright lights, and then like we zoom a little farther and we get to like the working class section, right? There's some graffiti on the walls. Things are a little bit less like nice. And it still kind of has that same sort of bright chrome sort of like laser gun Gothic style where everything is bright and shiny and sci-fi. But like, it's this, I would describe it almost as like we transition from like the nice part of town, which is like Star Trek to the, to the less nice part of town, which is Star Wars, right? Where things like, yeah. like we like we follow that path where it's like it's like a Federation world to a Moss Eisley a little bit, and it's very aesthetically the same city, but like there's clearly a section where corporate types hang out, and there's clearly a section where working class pe- like types hang out, and uh, and that's like that's kind of the overview of the city as we follow to where our characters are, and I. Uh, we'll read you your four. Uh, I'll read the listener our four locations, and we'll each choose which which uh, location will we find our character at. Are we at the Royal Intergalactic Hotel? Are we at the Scrap Merchants? Are we at the Federal Building, or are we at the Bazaar? Mm. Uh, I think Jasp is probably headed to the hotel. Hmm. I think I'm already at the hotel. Like I think yeah, you are. that that felt right. That feels right for Nebula, especially because the scene prompt. So this is uh this is the scene that we are both we're both uh, present here. We don't necessarily have to be here at the same time, but I kind of like the idea that we are and that we're maybe we're meeting up with each other 
uh, or at least like we've been traveling enough that we recognize each other and we know each other and we kind of know that we're headed in the same direction. Sure. Uh, but the scene prompt, the story prompt, the scene that we're both going to paint, who are you saying goodbye to? So we're each saying goodbye to someone. Uh, so Jasp is definitely, and by the way, as we've been talking, I think because you were so vivid with your description of Nebula, I am now imagining Jasp as a praying mantis, like a giant Incredible. six foot tall praying mantis. Um, <clears throat> she is, um, she's saying goodbye to the hotel chef. Um mm. And, you know, clearly, like, hoping to pick up some things for her pockets for the journey. I think, um, let's play out a little bit of that scene, because I'd like to play it out a little bit. Because I think, because I know kind of where, where, who I'm saying goodbye to, but I kind of want to see a little bit of the scene between the two of you first, before we kind of show, uh, before I kind of enter the scene, because I think I'm nearby. Totally. I think specifically who I'm saying goodbye to is... Uh, the bartender, like the bartender in the ho- in this in this hotel bar. I don't think I was. I don't think I stayed at the actual Royal Intergalactic, but mm-hmm. I think I like. I think I hung out at the hotel bar and probably spent the night with the bartender because he was the nicest person there. And like, I, I imagine I'm saying goodbye to him as he starts his shift. Dope. Yeah, so there's a little bit of, like, front of the house, back of the house business going on here. Yeah. I, like, I can picture Jasp, like, spotting you through the, like, the, like, portal window mm-hmm. and, like, the swinging doors, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, the, 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 the porthole door of the, the kitchen, like, swings swings open as, like, a waiter rushes by you as you're greeting the, the head chef. And you see me, like, sp- straight up, like, spinning on, uh, spinning on a stool. I am picturing a little bit... A little bit like cockroachy is, I guess, the extent. Like I'm picturing, I have cockroach wings. I don't know if that it might just be <laughs> wings, and it. I think it's wings. So this is this is the aesthetic that Nebula has. Now I'm now we're getting into it. Now we're getting the magic is happening. Hell yeah, Henson. This is a Henson workshop creation. Great. Uh, like the wings of a of a cockroach's carapace. But the only way I can describe it is like a Henson Workshop makeup job, which basically just means kind of a weird chin. (laughs) Like a craggly kind of bug like chin and eyebrows and like green face paint with a with big like with big cockroach wings is what I'm envisioning. And then like craggly kind of bug gloves. Oh, bug gloves. I love it. But you still got I mean, obviously you need hands to like play the banjo or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, and I'm wearing a I'm wearing like a cool leather jacket that has shoulders the shoulders cut out for wings. Yeah, man. That in case be... it needed, it didn't need said, but in case it needed said. Yeah. No, I mean, and Jess looks at that sometimes and is like, "How the fuck do you get the wings in and out?" Like, there's that. That's a question. That's a question that she has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, you probably see me like spinning on the bar stool, kind of. Elbows on the t- elbows on the bar at times, head in my hands, kind of like clearly still flirting with this bartender, like clearly like saying goodbye to them. As what are, what are you what are you saying to the head chef? Head chef, who I envision is it's got to be an eight armed robot, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, one of those one of those eight armed robots that's handling eight plates at once, spinning its head around to to, to prep a, like eight different dishes. Yeah, it's an eight-armed robot, and he has um, 
um, they've got a face, they've got faces on the front and back of their head, or like there's, there's a face Mm -hmm. on both sides so that like, as we're talking to each other, they're also just like shouting at everyone else in the kitchen because like it's in the middle of service, Mm -hmm. um, which is fine. Jasp does not mind this and is very used to this sort of. Oh yeah. This is a, this is a normal atmosphere. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's some collegial, uh, affection there and, you know, that they even use two of their arms to give me a hug. Uh, let's say that this eight-armed robot is named um, Momo. Momo, and I'm going to say he, they pronouns. Love Momo it. is spinning around and like is give, gives you a hug. And like the thing that you notice is like his head turns immediately, like spins back around and like spins away from you. Is is so is so wrapped up in cooking that that they cannot fully like give you their attention. Even while he is like making, even even in this moment of embrace, is still like I got four more dishes that I got to get out there in two minutes, or someone's gonna yell at me. Yeah, which I understand. So as we're hugging, I'll like I lean right up to his um, you know his the the microphones on each side of his head, mm-hmm. and I just go, hey, I'm gonna make this quick momo, and then I just sort of rapid fire whisper all the ingredients that I want to take with me, and it's no, a, it's no, a no, long no, list. No, 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 and uh. All right, that one. That one's fine. That one's fine. Uh, that one's a you owe me. And then no, no, and uh, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that because it's gonna get us arre- arrested anywhere in this sector. Sound good? Okay, I want to take issue just just with one, just with one. I just if you could just give me like a couple of the purple larva. I know that you're not supposed to have them. Just a couple. That, just a couple. What do you do- listen? I'm gonna be going out to the end of the fucking galaxy. I, okay. I just. I, I don't like it when you put me in this position at work, Jasp. I don't like it when you put me in this position at work. Well, I'm, the timing just didn't work out super well. Look, Listen, I'm just okay, saying. Fine. No, it's look, fine. I can, no, 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 Jasp. You're not understanding me. You're not understanding me. I can't do this. I can't do this right now. And one of the arms clearly like <laughs> forms a finger and points to the back door. And like one of the like one of the 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 sous chefs that's clearly uh that's like uh uh. It's a it's a cyborg it's a cyclops like there's a cyclops sous chef like with a like a half a cigarette in his mouth and, <laughs> like looks and just kind of like straightens out his his stuff and kind of like leans and quietly opens the door and closes it and I think in that moment <laughs> um in that moment um like the the door kicks open to the kitchen and stretching yawning <sighs> so. Are we gonna get going, or are you finished your uh, your business? And uh, Nebula looks over to the looks over to the sous chef, quietly leaving out the back door, and looks at you, and looks at Momo, and looks at the sous chef. I'm actually gonna just I was never here, so I'm gonna head back out there and flirt a little bit more. But uh, you enjoy whatever it is you're working on. <clears throat> yeah, it's hard with with compound eyes. It's hard to to tell when someone's giving you like please leave eyes, mm-hmm. but I feel like we, we we're at that point, Nebula and Jasp. Uh yeah, so you so you make your way out out of the back door. I think we cut to like out back. This uh sous chef is like quietly handing you purple larva. <laughs> <laughs> um and I'm just uh I'm, I'm like, I'm just like, I, I like, this is, I have like little compartments for everything. I'm just like carefully, like, you know, like think about like a praying mantis, like washing their like gross little bug hands. Like I'm just like filing everything away in my little, my little chef coat. Um, and then I, uh, I slip the Cyclops, um, a 
respectful but not extravagant tip. Mm-hmm. And uh, at, I think at the whole time, Nebula has just been like very obviously miming, like get on with it, and like checking his checking his non-existent watch, and like like fu- like like for like playing like you're taking too much time, and like in that moment, like you you hand off the tip and you you throw him a look, and he kind of like stretches. He's like, "All right, we're gonna get going." And at that moment, we hear a plasma rifle uh power up by the doorway as we see the bartender kick in the door and go. I read your love letter. Oh, also listen to the lyrics. Of, I also listened to the lyrics of your last album, Jackass. And we should probably go now. Now? Now. Now's good. Um Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, great. Um that's <laughs> Yeah, well, well, let's let's just go. Let's, let's I, think get out of here. I, I think that's I think yeah, I think that's the end of the scene. Is I think he just bolts upright, looks at you, he's like, "We should probably go now." And then and then we immediately cut to deep space. The only people in a billion miles. Um, the question that I want to throw you: mm-hmm. What does um, what does the what does the what does the Durandal look like? What's let's each throw out a detail for what we envision for the Durandal. It's rugged and it's infamous. Yeah. All right. So the Durandal, I'm picturing as sort of like a, you know, pretty phallically shaped craft. Like it's not, we're not like, we're not doing enterprise shit. Like this is, this is just a, just a, just a penis ship. Um, And probably it's got like a distinctive paint job on it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. What do you think? I like, uh, the thing that I, the vision that I'm getting is, um, I, I want I'm gonna I'm going to to push against trope and say uh it does not look shot to hell. Like it does not have the very kind of uh it does not yeah. have the uh like the the aesthetic of a Millennium Falcon where it is where it is like it is blown up. It clearly has the aesthetic of uh it it, it its appearance has been maintained well. I think the inside is I think the inside is very Millennium Falcon. Then wires are hanging. Like we have not put care into repairing the inside of the ship. The outside of the ship, the paint job is like ominous and sleek, and yeah. it's a lot of like it's a lot of it's a lot of black and red because it is it is a pirate. It is in, it in the uh, it is intended to be scary looking. So the outside of it is carefully manufactured and the inside of it is if it runs, it's fucking fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nobody said the shit was fast. No, you know, <laughs> it's, it's uh when, when you turn the key, it comes on, but I also feel like inside the Durandal, there's like, there's like a little bit, somebody like went very uh, interior decor at a certain point. There's like maybe a conversation pit. Like there's mm. like, there's like thing, there's like lounge areas in this ship. Like not like, yeah, like and yeah. not for like, not for like you're like sitting down and like eating your food. Like this is like a fucking layout, gill stones, like watch a hologram mm-hmm. <laughs> vibe. Uh and and so that brings us to our scene, uh, Deep Space, the only people in a billion miles. Are you in the greenhouse observatory? Are you in exterior repairs? Are you in the canteen? Are you in your quarters? Or are you in the engine room? I think the canteen just feels too obvious. I think I'm in the greenhouse observatory. Okay. I think that I'm in the, my, I think I'm in my quarters. All right. I think is, 
Actually, I think I might be in the canteen. Great. I think I'm in the canteen. I'm going to go with the canteen. I think it's the more fun option for this character. So uh, would you like to play out your scene first or mine? Let's do yours first. Okay. So the prompt for my scene is who cooks and who eats. Um, And I think what we see is um, ironically, and maybe this is why we're, maybe this is why you and I are friends. This is, this feels like a good moment for this. I'm like serving everyone. Like the food is already prepared and I'm like running plates and like sitting with people and like we see a shot of me come out through like the kit through a, a kitchen door like we watch the kitchen door close on the the uh the hotel intergalactic and spin open on the durandal like to a very similar kind of kitchen door out to a out to the canteen of the actual durandal I support it yep and I'm carrying two plates and I slide them in front of two crew members and I pull up a stool to somebody and I'm like I'm like, are you enjoying the food? Is there anything else you need? Do you need a drink? Do you need anything? And like, I'm like visibly kind of like taking care of everybody on the ship, right? Like I'm hopping around. I pull up for somebody as they're telling the back end of a story and I jump in with a joke and like, I'm like clearly, and it, 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 there's a, there's a naturalist energy to it, but it's also clearly a little bit of like, I am in almost almost performance mode of like playing the part of host right yeah absolutely uh and there's so so there's probably there's i feel like there's one crew member who can, who sees all the way through this act and that you feel like you can like chill out a little bit with yeah so who <laughs> who's that person I'm going to say it is the, uh, it is I'm looking at I'm going back to the crew member uh, options uh-huh I think it is either do you would you rather play an ace pilot or a brawler? Ooh. Ace pilot, why not? Yeah, I think it's the pilot. And so I imagine like I hand off a bunch of plates and like I go over and we're in deep space so we're kind of just floating and like the pilot where are they sitting? Where do I where do I bring their plate of food? So they're definitely in like the they're like over by the like observation windows. Which mm-hmm. they there there are we decided just now, um, and they're definitely like they got like their their boots up on another chair and just kind of like, <clears throat> just like not talking not not sitting with anybody else just kind of like enjoying the view of deep space, and so as you swing by they kind of like swing an arm out and like and this is a this is a creature that's got kind of like extra long no wait no they're a pilot so they're like probably a little compact this is a this is a creature that's got like kind of like short stocky real strong like very hairy arms and they kind of swing mm-hmm. out to stop you and they're like nebula nebula chill babe look at space <sighs> go by <sighs> you're right you look you're so right. tired man oh my god i am <sighs> i haven't sat down in fuck what days 17 days it's too long yeah, there's no reason for that, babe. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're having fun, you are exhausted all the time forever. <laughs> That's the most fucked up definition of having fun I've ever heard in my whole life. Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't trade it for the world. All right. Well, if you've been running around, have you been playing any music? Like, who whatsoever? Uh, I, I, I had a few. I had a gig or two on Dantalian. But uh, for the most part, I was sort of playing uh, solitary gigs. 
you know, uh, audience is a one, that sort of thing. But uh, frankly, it was good. We did have an audience of two or three at one of the shows. Uh, if you catch my drift, it was honestly great. But uh, yeah, no, I did yeah. have like one or two gigs that went really, really well, I think. Nice. Yeah, I think I got a message across. They seemed pretty like pretty like excited about it. I don't know. I I try not to overthink it at this point. And I think it was when we get a brief shot of uh nebula's quarters which are just like hollow videos of performance after performance no matter how much he says i i try not to take it too i try not to overthink it like there are clearly evidence that he is very overthinking it <clears throat> no <laughs> the the ace pilot uh, i'm not like positive how you meant it but the ace pilot is definitely interpreting this as like all of these have been dates all of these have been <laughs> romantic interludes where you have serenaded I, someone the- all of them except two of them have been. Like, there is clearly, like, one of the hollow videos is playing a gig on Dantalian. The rest of them are all vastly different locations. And so, like, uh, all of the, uh, the, the, there is probably, like, a brief, like, quick shot montage of date after date after date. And then one shot of a gig and then date and then date and then gig and then date. <laughs> You just work so so hard. Let me show me those hands. Show me those delicate hands. Yeah, oh, you're working too hands. hard. You're right. You're right. You're right. I hate that you're right. I wish that you weren't right. Can I add a detail about the pilot? Absolutely. You had said you had said long and then switched it to like short stock and a hairy arms. Uh huh. I picture like a I picture like a like a like a worm type alien. With yeah. these short, stocky, hairy arms. I like the best <laughs> of both worlds of, like, very long with weird, <laughs> short, hairy arms. And so that's the vibe that I get. And it's, just, yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Just gotta relax. <sighs> it's hard to stop, you know? Like, it's tough to, like, be still. Yeah, no. Okay, well, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna share my pudding. Share my All pudding right. with yeah, me. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, okay. Look at the sky. <sighs> Is it the sky? I still call it the sky, even though we're in the middle of space. And I assume it's the sky. I've never like I. We all. It's, I kind of. I assumed that was the case. I never really like questioned it. It sounded right. It sounded pretty. I've used it in I think fourteen songs, and nobody's like <laughs> corrected me. So there you go. All right, and so I think that we get this long shot of the two of them enjoying a pudding together as we kind of like the camera swirls around and you know runs up and down a few of these super cramped hallways. And finds you in the greenhouse observatory, where we find what's reflected in the glass. Uh, so for a trip of this length, uh, Jasper, you know, Jasper's doing sort of like the Martian thing where it's like you're cultivating, you've got like your your little garden plot of algae. And being an algae garden, it's very moist. There's a lot of condensation. Um, there is like a small ecosystem of like, it's like a terrarium basically. So there's like whatever fauna is required to like maintain um, an out, al- like a, a contained algae farm. Um, and so Jasper's, you know, taking a look through, checking on everything. And um, she makes eye contact with a fish. Mm. Now, that wouldn't be reflected in the glass, though. <laughs> so what's reflected in the glass? Okay, so as she's, like, looking at this fish, um, let's say that this, this is, like, this is this is sort of, like, you know, you, you go to those aquariums where there's, like, that part where you walk under, you're, like, walking yeah. through a tube and there's, like, everything's around you. 
They're, yeah. they're like the like the sharks are swimming above you, etc. So as she turns and like makes eye contact with this cute little tiny fish, um, she sees reflected in the glass um a large dark silhouette of something that shouldn't be in there. Mm. Something that's got like Something that's got appendages, something that's got, like, it's not a fish, it's not a bug, uh, but when she turns around to look at it, there is nothing. Love it. Love it. I love it so much. Um, And so with that, we we fly off and we depart to our next destination, which is Cracks the Forge World. Oh, yeah, this is your home world. This is my home world. I know exactly where I know exactly where uh where Nebula ends up. So uh what's a detail that we want to throw out about cracks? Ooh, cracks forge world. Um ooh, okay, so we're we've got a hive situation. So is there is that like reflected in the architecture? I think so. I love that and Forge give me this yeah. picture of like giant brutalist like skyscrapers. Yeah. Like it is it they're not like it's easy to go with like Forge worlds and picture like ant colonies and like very kind of like biotech sort of construction and I think Mm-mm. it's kind of the opposite of that where no. it's just big giant concrete, you know, structures that are 40 stories high with 10,000 apartments in them. Yeah, and like since it's a forge world, I'm almost imagining that there's like there's some variation on like hydroelectric power, but it's just mm. the movement of lava. Love it. So it's just like lava falls. I, I picture lava falls and I picture lava wheels. It's yeah. These like, these like these like hard, almost obsidian wheels that are spinning and powering things, and they are the size of Ferris wheels, just tr- just chugging lava. Lava wheels. Yes. Sick. I know exactly where I end up. So where are you? Are you in the foundries? Are you dealing? Are you dealing with asteroids? Uh, are you at the First Church of Christ Astronaut? Are you in the Hive Mother's Den or the Volcanic Plains? Um, I think I'm in the Volcanic Plains. Okay. I'm absolutely in the Hive Mother's Den. Yeah. Would you like to uh, lay out your, your scene first or shall I? Uh, let's see. You went first last time. I'll go first this time. All right. right. So in your scene, uh, what's going to happen is you are going to, uh, you are going to lay out a scene that is going to give you one of the following three traits, either solitary, either expert or daredevil. Great. Um, so Jess has been doing, I think probably having conversations with Nebula about, Mm -hmm. What kind of, you know, uh, what's that word? Um, what kind of like biodiversity or like bio biomes they have on Forge World Cracks? Because biomes means plants, means like new things you can cook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is all she cares about. And so on the volcanic plains, um, she has found somebody who will go out there with her as a guide. Um, they're are um deposits of basically like fossilized poop from Mm. um from like a you know from a a long dead possibly insect species but if you can locate these deposits um 
it's one of the most like ex- like um umami uh ingredients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you know when like people do like you know the the baguano coffee like it's sort of like a <clears throat> it's that sort of delicacy. And mm-hmm, so she's mm-hmm. going out there and um I think she's ho- I'm hoping that she's going to come back an expert in locating this stuff. Um Love it. But it is um this like her her thirst for for new ingredients like doesn't always match her uh physical capabilities. And so this walk is like not very fun for her. I, I yeah, I and I love that it's a pretty short like we get a pretty short scene of it where it's just you. You know, and I think what it like we get as so so if I may set Please. the scene, uh I think what, what we see is we land and it's like a shot of the two of us talking for a while, right? And it's and mm-hmm. we hear all the things you were saying about this about this uh this this fecal matter delicacy, right? Like we get all of this talk as we're kind of walking down some of these very giant like concrete roads. And mm. you know, you lay out like it's pretty easy. I just got to go get some and then we get a hard cut <laughs> <laughs> to you, like, crawling up a mountain and, like, lava balls are, like, tumbling down you and you're just, like, shaking and trembling. And then we cut back to where, uh, back to where, uh, our dear, back to where, um, Nebula is, which is the Hive Mother's Den, as I am being pushed in a doorway in handcuffs. I immediately shoved into the Hive Mother's Den in handcuffs for 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 revolutionary behavior and for insurgency and for, for uh, all sorts of things, uh, and like I am weirdly fine with it, right? Like I am, I am completely chill. And then uh, because the prompt here is chemically induced memories, mm-hmm. I want to get a little trippy here with you, if that's all right. Absolutely. Um, because I think what happens is, uh, and I guess, uh, content warning here for a moment of body horror, as I'm going to answer the question of how I get in and out of that jacket, because I thought of a very sick answer for it. Great. The hive mother is, what does the hive mother look like? What is the visual you get of the hive mother? Ooh, uh, the hive mother is, um, I've actually been watching a lot of videos about ants recently. Mm -hmm. Um, so she's like this outsized like like five times bigger than everyone else um plump bodied um being that has to be like she's always on a on a on a palanquin because she cannot mm-hmm. locomote on her own um and just like this like slick almost oily black body and like two Love it. yeah like and- her eyes are like red for some reason it's very scary and I so one of the, I think one of the the, de- the detail I want to add that is going to segue into the answer of the question of how I get out of the jacket and how <laughs> I change clothes and also allow us to do some some weird memory stuff that I think is going to be cool is I stand there for a second and very nonchalantly she just says like show yourself show yourself and my chest cracks open and like <laughs> like my entire body kind of like crumbles and like dissolves into ash. And, like, a cloud of bugs fl- starts flying around her and joining several other clouds of bugs. And that is that my entire outside body is, like, a shell that is manufactured and, like, sculpted for a purpose. Oh, it's a suit. It's a skin suit. It's this whole skin suit. And I am just a cloud of, I am just a cloud of space bugs. Oh, no. And so, um, what are, and I think that what happens is, like, her eyes 
like her, her she just kind of sits there perfectly quietly as I start flying around her as this cloud. And I'm going to ask you, because I want to brainstorm like a scene each of a brief scene, because sure. I want to uh, move on. But like, what is one of the as as this sort of metaphysical debate about where about like if I should be allowed to go free, if I am a threat to the, a threat to the, to the, to the colony, if I am like what I've been doing, like what are some of the visuals that we see as this sort of like very metaphysical debate debate happens around, happens around the queen. Okay. So the big conflict with Nebula is that she is both, or yeah, wait, is Nebula, what are Nebula's uh, he, pronouns? Sorry. Uh, Nebula's, Nebula's are he, his. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Nebula is both, uh, carrying out one of the ultimate goals of a hive, which is to disperse as far and wide as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Nebula seems to be cultivating an unhealthy level of individualism. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there's like, in in this in this like swirling scene, there's like a little bit of uh, congratulating, a little bit of flattery, um, mm. but there's it's there's a quid pro quo. So like, if you're gonna if you are gonna leave this place in this suit that you are are you know showing to the world as who you are, you must leave a little piece of yourself everywhere that you go. Mm. Propagate and- the hive. And I think that what we see is like a flash of, we see a flash of, um, kind of almost like the counter argument to that, right? Like this, we see this flash of, um, we get, we get these little glimpses of memory of Nebula performing and Nebula telling, doing poetry jams and Nebula dating people and like, it, it kind of it becomes clear that the piece of nebula that has been kind of propagating and spreading is not and 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 this alt and a like this kind of this kind of is sort of a rebuttal and almost a little bit of a of of a telling off and a challenge because it's like the piece of nebula that is spreading is this story and this story of resistance it's like that's what that's the thing that i'm propagating across the across the galaxy that's the piece of me that i leave in every sector is the story of the bug that the bug that kept wandering and the bug that stood against the hive. And it's this, there's this sense as the, the conversation goes on of like, I'm going to like, I'm going to leave. And if I leave, you're going to chase me. And if you find me again, you'll probably kill me, but I'm going to, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to, I'm going to follow your orders, but in the most disrespectful way possible. (laughs) The uh, the hive mother uncurls uh, her tongue, which is, you know, like a butterfly tongue kind of goes mm-hmm. all the way out. And she's just going to reach out and slurp up whatever bits of you are in that tongue's way. Mm. Um, resulting in, I think, uh, what she's hoping is it's going to result in like a reduction of your matter mm-hmm. as a as a whole. <laughs> And I think the the cloud of bugs flies into a pool of fluid. Like there are these big giant like bubbling fluid pools, and out of it crawls um crawls like a perfectly reformed nebula, only now wearing a jean jacket instead of a leather jacket. <laughs> um and stands there for a moment, and I think the thing I am going to uh I think the thing that is no longer there are my are my wings. I think that I I no longer have those wings 
because a little bit because I'm looking at my character. What I'm doing now is I'm looking at my character sheet, which is Nebula Worker Bug of Cracks. Mm-hmm. And I think I want to pull a bug off of that sheet and just remove that word. Oh, shit. And just like I'm I've like like a piece of me, like a physical, but also an emotional and mental piece of me is like been taken. And I'm OK with that. Like, I'm like, you know what? That's this. This is the trade off that I'm going to make. I'm I'm I'm. I'm moving to a new place. I've I have changed. I am no longer a worker bug of cracks. Wow. You pupated. I am only I am only a worker now. It's beautiful. Is it Is it like a jean jacket with the sleeves cut off? Um I think they're rolled up. They're Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. It's a good question. It's an important question, but I think they're rolled what up. What is the status of the sleeves? Okay, great. Thank you. Um, and with that, I think I, I think like there are two like armed guards who like step aside and I like flex my shoulders for a moment and I like kind of lean backwards and I like <laughs> feel it for a moment. And then I like hands in pockets, like walk out and like there's not a word exchanged between anyone. It's like we've already said everything that can be said. And with that, we move to our next location. I rejoin, I, I rejoin you on the road. What do you say when you see me like walking up silently on the road, carrying some of this, carrying some of this, uh, this, 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 uh, fe- uh, the, this petrified poop. What do you say to me? Um, <laughs> I think, uh, you're just like so unbelievably cool looking right now. And Jess looks like absolute trash. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So you ready? Here we go. <sighs> So you've been through it too, huh? Yeah, I want to get back on the ship. <laughs> Me too, buddy. I throw an arm around you and like we walk off and we 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 go to our next location, which brings us to a choice to make. Ooh. We have a choice. Do we go to the Neo-Monarchate of Elysium or the Shailene Institute? Ooh. What are you thinking? Um, I am thinking, oh, I've realized we've missed a part of the game that I need to go back and and justify for at least this scene. Uh, there are story prompts that we have missed, but I think that we've kind of hit them briefly in preparing to leave, uh, and the only people in a billion miles. So we've, we've hit those scenes for those last ones, but there's an important scene for leaving cracks that we have to get to. Oh, okay. And that is, we are getting battered by asteroids as we leave the, as we leave the ship. Ah, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So what are you doing when the ship is is uh, is blasted with asteroids? Oh boy, um, I Jasp goes straight to the greenhouse um, mm. to make sure to just like there's protocols in place, but like you know sometimes you need to do a manual override. This is a very important algae, very important algae. I kind of leisurely walk over towards the captain, and I'm like, "Do you need me on guns?" Oh, yeah, get the fuck on the guns. You don't okay. have to ask me. Uh, you said you said you didn't want me to work. I'm just saying this is work. This is this is a kind of work. And like as I'm walking off, so like we uh now now we have to say, does one of the traits of our ship, or one of our character traits, allow us to deal with the threat of asteroids? Uh, our traits are worker, algae chef, uh, rugged, and infamous and expert. Uh, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> All right, then that means that we are. That means that the ship takes on the quality battered. 
<laughs> uh, great. Love it. Yeah, it's so much for that paint job. <laughs> Love it. Um, so we arrive. So, so, so the ship is the ship is blown to shit. Are we going to enter orbit around a black hole and enter the Silene Institute, or are we flying t- to visit a sponsor on the Neo Monarchate of Elysium? Oof. I mean, let's see. I don't think. Here's the thing. For me, I'm like, we have to fix the ship, but I don't think Jasp like cares. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are pretty good gardens in the Neo Monarchate of Elysium, so she's gonna go gardens. She's leaning gardens. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think we get, we, we kind of, uh, and I like a sponsor to let you land. I love the idea that, like, the ship is blown to hell, and being a pirate hunter, like, it means that we land and we watch our, we watch the pilot, like, slink off, and there's, like, there's, like, a, I am picturing pretty specifically the, uh, the clockwork androids from Doctor Who, like, that mix of, like, Victorian fashion and robot. Oh, definitely. And, like, there's just this extremely pompous alien, like, alien aristocrat that is there to meet the sh- meet the crew of the, to meet the crew of the Durandal as we, like, as we, as we land, because they have to, like, kind of give a status report and, like, take a job from this, from this, this group of aristocrats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, like, a welcoming party, but, like, it's not, yeah. It's not, they're not just, like, happy to see us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. Uh, well, I think, yeah, Jasper's gonna go straight to the rose fields. I am going to the palace city. Oh, yeah, you are. And, and, and we saw your scene last time, so, Mm -hmm. uh, the eternal, the eternal masquerade. Oh, I love, I think I ask for Jasper's help before we go, though. Okay. I think we land, and we get a brief interaction between the two of us, and, like, you know, I think it's, it's, I kind of, I'm leaning against the wall, and I'm like, I need your help. Yeah, what is it? What, were you hungry? No, I'm going to the palace city and I need, um, I think you, I, I think you probably know what it, I need, I need, don't make me say it. Oh, okay. It's going to take a little time though. You're always so impatient. So don't make me say, just, okay, just as fast as we can, as fast as we can. Art takes time. As fast, mm, I wish you wouldn't put it like that. Uh-huh. What do I look like coming out of this? Um, okay, so there's nothing can be done about your Muppet chin, but, um, there's, uh, you've got, like, so, like, from your, like, mouth sweeping back to the sides of your head, there Mm -hmm. is just these, like, kind of, like, rainbow, like, swirling rainbow streaks of color to just make it look like there's, like, a, like, a sunburst coming out from your lips, um, and uh, almost to the point where, like, your eyes are obscured, but it just, like, puts all the attention on your mouth. And mm. your um, your jean jacket is, um, like, she's taken a little liberties and has, like, even sort of, like, dusted up some color on the jacket. Like, giving you some, like, um, giving you some, like, color on the collar and, like, Maybe like done up the buttons a little bit too. Like you look uh-huh. like a little, you look like a little sunburst rainbow. Oh, I absolutely love it. And uh, the scene that we get is <laughs> that's pretty much the scene because I think what it is is like a, a montage shot where 
uh, like I'm, I'm visibly, I'm visibly uncomfortable. But the moment I'm in this, I'm in this ball, I'm just causing fucking trouble. <laughs> we get a shot of me like whisper something to a whisper something to a waiter, and they get mad and throw a pu- or they get mad and like throw down a plate of things and walk out. And then I'm chatting with the bartender, and I got my elbow on the bar and a head and a hand, and. I slip them my number and then we get another shot of me like bumping into somebody and whispering something in their ear and it's one of these rich aristocrats and they throw a punch and it's just I'm clearly like once I'm once I'm in there I'm clearly like just there to sow as much discord as I can because I'm not I'm not here to hang out with the rich and famous. Yeah, and like every aristocrat's bored kid who's there just mm-hmm. like cannot take their eyes off of you. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, there's, like, just, like, hungry teenagers ogling you all over this place. Yeah. And I, I think, like, finally, like, uh, like, palace guards arrive and they've got, like, laser, <laughs> they've got, like, laser, uh, uh, geese arms. They've got, like, fancy, you know, fantasy weapons and they come bursting in and I look around and I'm like, all right. Uh, now would be a great time for some youthful rebellion to let the cool, uh, the cool rebellious adult sneak out, uh, unscathed. And I look around and visibly make eye contact with a bunch of these bored rich kids as I kind of make my way towards a balcony. Oh, yeah, no, you hear, like, feral screaming and, like, plates shattering as you, uh, as you make your exit. And I, I roll out of a window and the camera, like flies down to follow me and it, it pans and it like uh it sweeps or it, it wipes it, it wipes and we find ourselves in the rose fields amazing so uh this is like as picturesque as they come uh the description here says the clones made to tend mm-hmm. aristo's gardens uh so yeah there's just a bunch of identical uh what are we thinking for elysium are we thinking like humanoids is that the vibe i yeah, that's the vibe I get, but I have a pitch for you for the actual uh, clones themselves. Okay, talk to me. What if they are the Rosefields? <laughs> yep. Like sentient plants that are like taking shapes and like yeah. watching limbs prune off of themselves and like it is it is a garden that is tending itself. Oh, absolutely. That is so frightening. Um. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, so there's, there's a good deal of wonder, but also a little bit of disappointment in Jasp, Mm -hmm. because when Jasp thinks garden, Jasp thinks food Mm -hmm. and nothing here is edible. And even if it was, she wouldn't be allowed to take it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it it actually, it quickly becomes like very boring. Like, like there's, I feel like we're maybe cutting back and forth to just Jasp, like, in like solitude and quiet and there's like birds singing and then we cut back to nebula just like wreaking havoc and then it's just like silence nice roses i love it i love it <laughs> um so like by the time you come running back to the ship or i don't know uh, yeah by the time you come running back I, to the ship just like can we i have go? a great i have a great wrap-up that brings the scene yeah, full circle um i i you like <laughs> I, I said the camera fell with a wipe to kind of where you were. I think that what happens is like you literally like are standing there and just here behind you, fump, <laughs> and you look and like half splatter, like get up, and, like oh, <laughs> outfit is completely obliterated. Like all the hard work that you've done is destroyed, and I'm like, 
<laughs> uh, I got you. Um, oh, oh, give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Uh, I got this for you. And I pull out like a little like kind of a salt shaker of like something that is neon green and glowing. <laughs> I uh, swiped it off the bar. She's going to just gesture at your face and be like, that is so disrespectful <sighs> of my work, but this makes up for it. Um, I'm glad. I figured. I, I kind of, I figured that the first thing was going to happen, so I figured I needed to do the second thing. Mm. Oh. Ooh, it's oh. so tangy. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, it smells, it smells like mistakes that I've made. <laughs> that only smells like one thing? Uh, it's conjuring very specific memories of many mistakes. Which oh, is weird, because I didn't think I made mistakes until this moment. <laughs> I'm gonna pull out a handkerchief and just, like, dab at your oh, self. Ah. Let's get out of here. Yeah, this place sucks. Oh. <laughs> it's fun to cause trouble, though. Hey, and you didn't get arrested. Proud of you. Um, that's a yet. We should run. <laughs> All right, let's go. And we, we run... We, the camera does a does a big sweep to follow us as we uh, we we cut to our next location in the '80s cluster, the Nomad Flotilla. What are you envisioning for the Nomad Flotilla? Oof. Well, this is where I'm from. Um, the Nomad Flotilla is a uh, is a collection of um, uh, like cargo. Uh, spacecraft that have been oh love it yeah that have been just sort of like connected together um to make sort of a improvised space station um it's orbiting around a um a a, a, a non-living planet um but it is its own yeah it's its own uh thing um and the reason that um and you you as you go in the reason you that it's that uh, Jasper is such an accomplished algae farmer is that they've figured out this sort of like condensation farming system to use like the like excess excess moisture from living beings to nourish uh, algae farms. Mm. Um, and so there's like everything like atmospherically, there's like a greenish tinge to kind of everything. Oh, I love it. Um, and I think alongside all of the actual ships, we see it's, it's less of a truck stop mm. and more of a convoy, right? Cause it's yeah. in motion, mm-hmm. but the, but like, it is just ship after ship after ship. Like, and so we see all these different decorative styles and shapes and like you, like they kind of look like, uh, like pilot fish around a whale, right? Like it's yeah. You got this big long uh, transport ship, and then all these other little ships are just like floating in its orbit. Uh, so yeah, we get all these other ships, and the thing, the scene prompt for our ship is rivals on your quest, and I think the thing we see is briefly, we kind of float by, and the camera lingers on. Do you think it we, – we, I'm just going to pick one of the ones off of the, the character sheet, either the Polaris, a rugged and – a rapid and cramped transport ship, or the curmudgeon, a hulking, ponderous cargo ship. Which one is piloted by our, our hated rivals? Ooh, definitely the Polaris. Yeah. It's this tiny little blockade runner pirate hunting criminal ship that has stolen our, our pirate bounties and has, you know, blown half of our ship to bits and – they are just the eternal thorn in our side, and we linger on the Polaris for a very long time. 
Yeah. Um, I want to put it out there. I think the twin of the ace pilot on our ship is the captain of the Polaris. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, and so, uh, are you at the commons on the Sirocco? Are you at the common in the droid? Are you at the void bike races or are you in the prison? Ooh, I'm at the void bike races for sure. Love it. Absolutely love it. I think that I'm also at, I was, I was so tempted to go for the comet and the droid, but I just got into a bunch of fights and I don't feel like getting into another one. <laughs> sure. That's fair. So I think I am in the comet and the droid. All right. No, I think I'm in the void bike races with you, which means that we're, that both of our scene prompts are an inadvisable bet. Yep. Uh, you just, you can't get, so uh, I think Jasp has really talked this up to you. This is like one of her favorite things of like growing up on the flotilla was going to the void bike races. And like, she's like, you have not seen, you can't get void bikes. They don't do this anywhere else. This is like, this is going to blow your mind. I'm going to make a little money. You know, I know Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good people watching. Is it? Is, well, uh, how safe is this bet that you're giving me? How like what's the safety level that I'm I you know I need to know this before I put money down. No risk, no reward, Nebula. Okay, yeah, but no, that's exactly what I like to hear. Fuck, damn it! I hate that you know me so well. All right, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, all right, let's do it. Uh, great. So uh, I think probably you know she was she sent out like a transmission to somebody she knows from back home, um, and like this is like so my. My grandma used to gamble a whole bunch and she would just go to the slots and spend and spend and spend and spend and spend. And like that's she knew she was going to do that. And so like I feel like Jasp has a similar mentality of like I don't like I'm just going to bet and bet and bet mm-hmm. and bet and like maybe something's going to happen but it's slots baby. Um my 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 parents had the exact have the exact same mindset. They're yeah. like we we they're like this is the money that we're going to blow at the casino. If we get money back, great. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh so so but what's inadvisable about that? I think probably um, yeah, go I've ahead. got a I've got a pitch. Tell me. We've got the we've got the Polaris on on crew and i think it's that we get into a little bit of a betting war and a little oh, bit shit, of a like yeah. a little bit of a we get into like a little bit of a competition in like varying capacities with the crew of the polaris and i think i'm mm-hmm. the one that kind of drags us into that of like you know we're making the bets and we're making bets that are probably questionable but then they make a bet and then like i'm like all right i gotta go bigger I gotta mm-hmm. go bigger i'm not letting them best us hell no it's personal now it's personal. I don't like this. Oh, boy. And, like, void bikes. So, like, void bikes, I imagine, like, there's, like, there's no wheels on that shit. They're, like, full hover propulsion, and they, like, blink in and out. hmm There's, like, a, yeah, they, like, they just sort of, like, disappear and reappear. And that's why it's so exciting to watch, because, like, somebody could be ahead, but then they're not anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the best. And then I think... There is a moment where, like, an exciting thing happens, and I'm not watching it because I'm playing, like, I'm playing dice with the <laughs> with the crew of the Polaris, and you kind of have to like grab me and point me in a direction, and like it's it's the, but like it is a very different take on the like our rivals are here and we have to fight them is that we have to just keep they keep like dragging us and being like, oh yeah, your algae cooking skills ain't shit, yeah, <laughs> yeah they're just like it's just like petty insults, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and like it's yeah. just we're just keep getting roped into like suddenly suddenly we're all playing a board game and like in, in each other's faces and it's just nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. Insults. We've heard so many things about the the mother of the two twins, and it's just yeah. like it's not fair. They're both talking about their own mom. Yeah, that's not that's not gonna that's not how it works. It's not kind. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the last thing that we see of the scene is like one shot of the two of us side by side, my hands in my pockets, just mouth agape at like a very cool like end of a race. Yeah, yeah, and like just oh, Jasp is just like jumping jumping up and down um like praying mantis mouth their their mouths are so small but she's yelling all right are we going into hyperspace or are we going through a ship graveyard as we as we head en route to esh for tarn for story reasons i feel like i need to bring us back to the greenhouse observatory (laughs) okay then we're going into hyperspace hell yeah um, and time and space grows strange. Um, how does, as, as we, we get back to the ship, uh, the captain's like, how did it go? We lost so much money, Oof. but it was great. <laughs> uh, the ship kicks off. How, how is hyperspace, uh, how is time and space growing weird for Jasp? Um, I think for Jasp, there's like, it just becomes a little bit of a, that sort of like, where'd I put my keys moment, but just like extended over days. Um, mm. Where like, she just like, like you walk into the kitchen now and there's just like, l- like lists and charts everywhere so that she can check off when she's done something because she doesn't know. Um, Like she knows what she's supposed to do, but she just can't remember anything. Like it's, it's like instant amnesia of everything that she does i have my answer and also tells me what scene i'm getting into great uh as as we kick into hyperspace um and this might i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say i think is uh is this the first time that you've seen this my entire body petrifies (gasps) yes this is the first time oh i love it yeah you've never seen you've never seen me go into hyperspace before like this is a very common this is a very common thing from 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 Forge World Cracks of like this is one of the ways that we preserve ourselves is our bodies petrify and you see more importantly like the cloud that is me like spill out and like float around and is like surrounding this petrified like shell body that is like perfectly preserved like porcelain. Uh as as a creature with an exoskeleton there's like it's not as freaky to me as it is for the mm-hmm. ace pilot who absolutely shits himself. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, like, there's a moment and then, like, you both hear – you hear it uh, and the pilot hears it in both of your, like, both of your heads. Everybody chill. This is perfectly normal. Don't swat at the cloud of bugs. That's <laughs> all I'm going to ask of you. Please don't swat at the cloud of bugs. Are we it's, good? It's, like, hyperventilating. Um, it's good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're All good. Right. All right. It's so gross, <sighs> though. <laughs> it's oh, oh, I've I yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's. I mean, I I don't see it, but I've heard that a lot. I, I mean, does it? Uh, yeah. I I can't look at you. I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all good. You do your thing. Fly us through hyperspace. <sighs> uh, and just so hear I vomiting in the cockpit. 
I know exactly where I'm going. You're going to the Greenhouse Observatory. Yeah. I'm going to ex- emergency external repairs. Yeah. Because I think what what we see is the the cloud just like flies to various like wires and like fixes things. And it's like Damn. that is part of like that is that is part of it is when we're in hyperspace, our bodies are are preserved and the cloud goes to work preserving us so that our whatever craft we're in can make it through hyperspace. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. Which also so we both so so we both went for the same scene. Would you like to hear your scene to go first this time or mine? Oh, um, go for it. I want to know more about the space bugs. Cool, because my scene is exposed to the rainbow void. Yeah. I love it. I love that, like, I love that that this is just, it is, we follow this cloud as it just does little repairs and, like, a piece of the engine, like, starts, cracks and steam starts flying out and, like, a, a little cloud picks up and, like, screws it back in and, like, floats outside of the ship for a moment and is, like, in the, the, the sort of wake pull of the ship, just, like, popping panels back into place and the rainbow void the the all of time and space being together at once is just blasting into this cloud of bugs as it just <laughs> like mo- like fixes bits of the ship and the important thing is that because i am exposed to the rainbow void and i think this is a common piece of life for uh for the bugs of forge world cracks mm-hmm. something about me fundamentally changes oh shit yeah um and i think what it is I am, I am, I think I come back. I think I know exactly what it is. I think I come back. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to reveal it at the end of the scene, but I know exactly what it is. Amazing. All right. Meanwhile, is this a good meanwhile? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Give us meanwhile. Uh, Meanwhile, so, um, so Jasp in her sort of like, mental disheveled state right now uh goes returns to the greenhouse over and over as a place to sort of calm and relax and without realizing it she has started a relationship with the shadow behind the glass um because Mm. it's normal it's like she she didn't have time she's like she's lost the ability to be like oh that's not supposed to happen Uh (laughs) um so she like she just goes they have chats um the the thing is always behind her, reflected in the glass in front of her. But like that's that's just how they talk, um, and uh, it starts asking her questions mm-hmm. about um, just like you know small curious questions about how the doors work and how the kitchen works, just how how things work on the ship, just like a like a mm. tourist would. Um, and she's very, you know, happily answering the questions and immediately forgets that she has done so. Um, and she has started calling this presence in the glass, um, Benji. Mm. And so, yeah, in hyperspace, Jasp gets real tight with Benji the shadow. I love it. I love it. And I think that the, the final thing that we see is we pull out of hyperspace, uh, in the orbit of Esh Tarn, a constructed world encircling a false star. Uh, we arrive at the destination. The cloud floats back into the uh, the cloud floats back into this petrified body, <laughs> and like cracks form, and like little bits of rainbow light start like flickering out of it. Ooh. As I am no longer from Forge World Cracks, I am from I am now 
a worker of the rainbow void. Yes, you are. I have, I have, I have fully become part, and and I like so parts of my parts of my body are cracking, and there's little bits of rainbow light coming out, and I seem completely unfazed about it as I kind of walk up to you in the in the greenhouse. So how are things? Everything good? Yeah. Poof. I hate hyperspace, but you look amazing. Thank you. I feel amazing. Yeah, this is like, this is really working. Uh, no, it's so good. It's so good to have my brain back. You know? Happens to yeah. me every time. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, uh Well, no, okay, uh, not to be rude, but what would you say is your brain if you're a cloud of bugs inside a suit? Uh... What's your what what would you say is your deal? What would you say is your whole thing? What would you say is no, your No, that was rude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying like that's like every well, okay, hold on. And like kind of sits and like closes his eyes and opens back up and there's just rainbow light blasting out of of his <laughs> eyes now. Yeah. Technically, once upon a time every bug in this was part of a a a, a sub hive mind to the overall hive mind. And like the lights are kind of cracking out wider now, and I think ultimately the uh, like the you kind of watch the body kind of crumble as it sort of forms this sort of like rainbow light body that kind of is the same general shape and like the same general shape, but like smooth and just sort of like rainbow light taking taking human taking humanoid form. Now, fuck. I guess I'm just one consciousness, and I think that we became the energy. Benji, are you seeing this? Oh. Hey, Benji. It's like the shadow just kind of waves. <laughs> oh, all right. Cool. Yeah, I, uh, I guess this is me now. I like it. Sick. I love it. I feel great. Look uh, great. Um, <laughs> yeah, you look, yeah, you know what? I'm going to make us something special. I'm going to use some of that glowing stuff. Oh, and that my... sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Can you, um, can you think about, like, the, f- your, the favorite place that you've ever been while you make it? Because I, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that sounds delicious. If oh. you could just have that memory in your head as you cook, it will impart itself into the food and I will absorb that memory and that sounds delicious. Okay, uh, but you're not going to, like, literally feast on my memories, right? No, like, no, no, you'll still have the memory. Okay. It's just, All like, right. it's, it's kind of like using a particular utensil. Uh, you just kind of use it, and it it it's, it, it imbues the food. I could, but I won't. Like that's a just know that, but I won't because I like you. Also, Thank I don't want to piss you. off Benji because that thing terrifies me. He's really nice when you get to know him. We've had some. Oh, I'm I'm sure of it. He seems great. Just like waves again. All right, yeah, that sounds good. Come cool. on, sick. Um. Good. I love it. I love it. Which brings us to Esh Four Tarn, a constructed world encircling a false star. So I'm going to ask you. I'm going to I'm going to put two things on the table. What mm-hmm. do we picture is the aesthetic of Esh Four Tarn, a constructed world encircling a false star, and what do we envision the job that uh, the job that the Durandal is doing on Esh Four Tarn at the edge of the galaxy? What, pick pick one of those to answer, and then I'll answer the other. Okay. Great. Okay, so I'm looking at the rules, and mm-hmm. we have to find it, place a jump gate there, 
and carve a tunnel back to the heart of galactic civilization. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So, replacing a jump gate. So, I will let you describe. Okay. I think that, then I think uh, if you've got another detail you want to throw out, thank you for catching that in the rules, love, but otherwise, uh, let me know. Okay. Because I think what I'm envisioning, a false star, I love that it's just like an ever-present nuclear explosion. Yeah. Like, it is, and, and there are what appear to be, like, almost cannons they're half containing this and half generating it like they're just unloading like a nuclear blast gets fired into this orbit of this like this man-made star and periodically it just flashes and like a pulse flies out and like a ball of radiation feeds into this like ever-burning sun as kind of a second death star aesthetic is floating around it where it's like half of a half finished planet right like it's like a literal skeleton world floating around this like ever-present nuclear explosion yeah beautiful i love it i have nothing to add so are you visiting the vault a false star are you in orbit around the ring or are you uh are you visiting a messenger buoy Mm. um i think i think that um i'm in orbit around the ring hmm I think that I am going to the false star. Nice. Um, great. Okay, all right. So I think I'm first this time. Um, so for Jasp, like this part of the journey, like that's like someone else does the, builds jump mm-hmm. gates. Like she doesn't yeah. really do that. Um, so I think a final confrontation. Um. It's just, do, do, do those fucking assholes from Polaris show up? <laughs> oh, they absolutely show up. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to throw the wrench in that like you are that like you are relatively alone. Like there might be one or two other crew members, but the brunt of the crew and especially the crew that like are trained in things that would help fight off uh, like uh, a group of a, a group of uh, rival pirates are all off either deploying or protecting the jump gate. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah, so these, so I, so like, so the, the Durandal like gets boarded by these mm-hmm. a-holes. Um, and I think probably what happens is like Jasp strolls out and is like, God damn it. Um, because she, lost a lot of money at that race and mm-hmm. she owes these guys a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um but um I think that um that creepy Benji from the greenhouse is going to uh come to save the day. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So you will take you will take the trait redemption. Hell yeah. Uh how does Benji save the day? Um so so Jess has an idea that like that this that this could work somehow. And so she's mm-hmm. like, she says like, oh, come with me to the greenhouse. Like, that's where I've been like, keep, you know, hiding my money, like blah, 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 blah. And um, takes them down through the like, you know, the shark tank tube um, and starts walking real slow and just does like a, like a nervous tap on the glass. Um, and like one compound eye like spots Benji's uh, shadow on the other like through through she like she actually looks and sees him this time you know it's not just his reflection she sees like the shadow mask that is benji um and uh 
as like she's like stalling and stalling and stalling and then the the blackness that constitutes his shadow mm-hmm. pushes through the glass just mm. like fully like osmosis is right through and just like swallows everyone that is not jasp and just like continues on through the other side of the glass into the algae greenhouse i love it um, so what I want to throw out here, the next beat that I want to throw out, uh-huh. um, I, so, so the, the, the choice that is presented by the false star is a revelation. Yeah. Um, and I do have a trait that I think can deal with that, oh, but I think I that, you. but I think that we actually miss the entire scene in the false star itself. I think what we see is, I think what happens next uh-huh. is like, there's one pirate left. Like there's one part of this, 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 this boarding crew left. And we see them over your shoulder raise up a rifle and they start just sizzling. Like they start shaking and sizzling and like they just burn away into like rainbow light. And suddenly I am holding the rifle and I just kind of like toss it to the ground and walk up calmly as ever kind of hands in imaginary energy pockets. I kind of walk up behind you. You got to watch your back. You almost got killed. I'll just keep you around all the time. <sighs> uh, Yeah. Probably. I mean, I am great. Uh, that was, I'm going to be honest, terrifying, but thank you. Uh, that's what I do. So uh, I guess that's what you got up to here. Some sort of uh, space fight and what looks like some sort of looks like Benji. Yeah, Benji had a snack. Cool. Also terrifying, but also appreciated. Yeah, we're we're dangerous. We're dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, uh, sorry I couldn't be here for the for the fun. I had other things going on. Uh, yeah. No, no it's all good. Um, it was, it was scary, but you know what? I, 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 I made it through. Honestly, I'm proud of me. I would describe what I saw exactly the same way. <laughs> and we just get, like, this brief, like, glimpse of, like, an outline of... We get this brief shot of Nebula, like, floating, this ball of rainbow energy floating in the middle of this man-made star. Yeah. And, like, for a moment, like, we just see, like, uh, like a smile form on its face. <sighs> and we hear a sigh as the rainbow void, as, like, an answer comes through the rainbow void in the heart of this man-made star. Which gives me the trait enlightened. It's fucking beautiful, Jeff. And I'm just standing there and I'm like, <sighs> I'm proud of me too. I'm, I'm hungry. You hungry? I am starving. All right. I'll think about a real nice thing. Okay. Good. Uh, this is okay. Um, <laughs> indulge me. Indulge me. <laughs> Could you think about like Benji, like fucking up those guys? Cause like that kind of sounds like. That kind of sounds like like splurge food, and I'm in the mood for splurge food. Yeah, I would. It would give me no greater joy than to share that memory with you. I'm so excited. Ah, uh, uh, all right. And so thus we are homeward bound, and the game is over. Yay! And that's it. That's game. That's game. Thank what you so much game. for playing this with me. We absolutely crushed it. Yeah, I feel really good about our choices. I feel amazing. That was an incredible story. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just you, I feel like you really took the theme of transformation to heart. 
I I loved it. Well, it kept the right beats kept hitting and it kept making me it just kept feeling right for like the right beat for the story and I was really loved it. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. This uh, thank great. you. This was incredible. This was wonderful. Uh, so real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? You can find the Land Whale Murders, yes, at www.landwhalepod.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. That podcast is once again called The Land Whale Murders. Uh, my name is Melissa Lusk. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Melissa J. Lusk. J is for Joker. Um, and that's pretty much it right now. Uh, I've, I just get to like hop on people's podcasts sometimes and play home game D and D and raise my kids. And that's pretty much all of the content live on in, Twitter. Live in the dream, frankly. Like it's that's pretty that, great. What, what could be better? Uh, well, thank you so much for playing this with me. This was incredible. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, Bass Me. And thanks again to Melissa for coming on the show. That game was, God, it was breathtaking. It was beautiful. I am, I'm so over the moon with it. We had such a good time playing. I'm really, really happy with how that episode turned out. Uh, it was amazing. Be sure to head to landwhalepod.com for more information about Land Whale Murders. Be sure to check the show notes for more information about all of Melissa's work. And be sure to head to UFO Mina, that's ufo-mina.itch.io to pick up your own copy of Transmission Burst Volume 1, the collection of micro games from the UFO Press Patreon. It is truly a breathtaking and astoundingly good collection of games. Uh, I love them all. I highly recommend them. Check them all out. And be sure to follow Melissa on Twitter at Melissa J. Lusk. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a Podchaser review, a Podbean review, a Podcast Addict review, a Spotify review. I don't know. They all have reviews nowadays. Leave us a review somewhere. It's really, really nice and it helps the show grow. Uh, you can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. Or you can head to bit.ly slash Party of One merch and pick up some Party of One merchandise, such as the new Party of One Take It Past Me Thanks Future Me t-shirt designed by friend of the show Caro Assertion. Uh, it's great. It's wonderful. You can find that at bit.ly slash Party of One merch. And if you want to talk more about the show or you just want to chat with me about wrestling or video games or some shit, you can head to bit.ly slash Party of One Discord and join our Discord community. And lastly, another show that you should check out, a show that I am really, really fond of, is a show called All My Fantasy Children. I produce it every week with my best friend in the world, Aaron Catano Saez. Uh, he and I, every single week, take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com because the show is part of the OneShot Podcast Network. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Snormer and Jen Frank. The music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show as a guest or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And, unless I am mistaken, I believe that is all we do here. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.